Hello, welcome to the Darling Mom Podcast. I'm Jill. And I'm Shandy. We invite you on a journey to discover where you are still growing up. I've got the giggles. Is that wrong? <laughs> no, that's right. I'll keep going. I, just, I don't know why. I just got the giggles. Okay, okay I'm going to leave it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> the Darling Mom Podcast fields your questions, no matter how personal or practical and offers the responsive voice of a mother in return. <laughs> okay, and we are being no mothers this morning because we are just saying that neither one of us have our part memorized, which we could be in shame about, but we're not because <laughs> there's a lot of stuff up here. A lot. There is a lot of stuff. Oh, <laughs> this is our, this is our, like, uh, what could we call it? Our post-holiday uh, recovery session, our um, post-holiday yes. hangover. I don't know what it is. I'm not hungover like that, but <laughs> oh gosh. Feels, feels similar for me, but um, yeah, recovery. I like it. Recovery, yeah. So, oh, this is like our best um, beginning ever. So I, we wanted to talk a little bit just quickly about there have been so many decade posts. Um, I see all, everybody's like perfect pictures of their decade, like when their kids were two and now the kid's 12 and, and they're all really beautiful. Um, and like, I think I just wanted to name that most of our decades have held really beautiful moments like that, but we, they've also held a loss and hard things. And so I just wanted to state that like for every person, Shandy and myself included, um, who hears this, whatever your decade looked like, um, it's worth honoring just as it was. It doesn't have to be made pretty um, to, to um, deserve care and honor, um, or it doesn't have to be made into tragedy, like whatever it is, is um, worthy. Absolutely. I was doing a little journaling um, a couple of days ago, and I did get really sad mm -hmm. because 10 years ago, my kids were 5, 7, and 10, mm -hmm. and now they're 15, 17, 20. Yeah. Um, and I thought, no wonder I was a little happier mm -hmm. because everyone believed in Santa yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, no one had gone through puberty. There were no drivers, no, like all the, the launching of their individual lives while beautiful. And most of the time I really do hold that. I actually enjoy parenting teenagers. Mm -hmm. There's also grief, like in every single thing that I can name that has been really good. Yeah. There's also been really bad. And so Jill and I were just saying like, of course I could put a collage together that might look um, like it's a highlight reel, but there've been some really lows too. And I don't want to skip over how much I've grown from all the places that I've grieved mm -hmm. as well. Oh, that's such a good way to put that Shandy. Just that, um, I think anytime that we grow from grief, man, it, um, it expands grief and, and to me makes it feel so much more good. <laughs> because of it's, it, it produced something richer. real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're much, uh, there's even as much as we're joking about what's in our brains, how many words are left um, to be stored and that kind of thing, the depth of character 
that comes with being able to hold grief mm-hmm. um, is actually so stunning, right? Like there have been some really sweet um, pictures there on Facebook. I don't know if you saw the one of a much older woman who was, um, it's a nude shot, but very like from the side and it just talked about each of her wrinkles and mm. depth the beauty that she was carrying in this like with a lot of dignity and with a lot of normalcy mm. with her body um it was a beautiful picture of holding all of it mm. and not just doing the highlight she didn't look like a glamour shot it was a real photo and i love the thought of carrying my deepest true self into the decades Mm. Um, and I'm gonna look more haggard in ways Mm. I'm gonna have more lines and whatever and those are also the things that mean I was willing to grieve to the point that it created a wrinkle on my face or I'm more slouched or you know whatever happens physically is just small compared to the depth that we're getting from really living Mm, that's so well said Hmm. yeah and I I was um I've been listening to Suzanne Stabile she teaches on the Enneagram excuse me a bunch and a lot of um kind of her way of looking at things is that we're all trying to return to essence and I feel like grieving allows us to shed some things um and return to more essence and like i i like that too of like if this this decade could be um me bringing more of who i really am um into this particular decade and then and that that would increase um as i continue to live years and um and also i just like even want to say like the fact that we're breathing today, like that may sound silly, but that's that's actually a gift because I'm sure every one of us can drop an image of someone who's not. And so the fact that we are um, is a great gift and something to um, really live into knowing that it is not um, everyone's reality. And so that sounds kind of dark, but it's a gift to be breathing today. (laughs) Yeah, it is. yeah, sorry, I kind of lost my my train of thought there. No, but. I think this is going to be our very most real podcast where we're like <laughs> stumbling, laughing, and I'm just going to leave it all as is because I actually really like it because it kind of speaks of like what we're wanting to bring is like the most real us into the, the year. Um, and yeah, that's good. I know, 10 years ago, uh, Jill and I were talking because we're the same age at 35 uh, 10 years ago at 45, like my tolerance of imperfection 10 years ago was so low. And man, I'm just embracing some stuff with so much more ease. Mm-hmm. And I'm easier to be with, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, my kids were telling me that last night anyway. Like things have broken off that needed to break off and it has cost me. Yeah. yeah. And it has cost you. Yeah. Um, but I think we can still count the cost and say, while it it was a lot, I still wouldn't do it differently. True. That's very true. So, yeah. I can be grateful. So maybe that's our honor, Jill. It's just, hey, 
it's been real costly and um here we are still breathing still breathing (laughs) still breathing and we're doing a podcast so it's more than just breathing but right we're breathing and recording come on really you know that's something so jill you had kind of sent me a meme on reparenting after the holidays yeah and um i would love for you to talk a little bit about that and then we can get into some of that sure i just um i think there's often a lot of care given um or at least conversation around um what it looks like to care for ourselves during the holidays but I, no matter who you are, I think the holidays just brings up stuff, good stuff, hard stuff, and it kind of requires more of us, right? There's more layers of activity, there's more relationships to engage in, there's more tasks, whatever. Um, so even if we're being diligent uh, to care for ourselves along the way, I think there is just something of sort of a crash that happens after. Um, like I took my Christmas tree down yesterday and that's always super relieving to me. I don't know why. It just feels good to get it all put away. And um, and sometimes I leave it up longer than others. And this year, yesterday, just felt like a really good day. So I took it down. Um, and so I guess I'm just wondering as you know, all the hubbub dies down, how can we walk out um, the the new year in um, like honoring what we lived through in the holidays, um, whatever it was. And even if like your holiday was like your best ever, it was so joy-filled and so fun and like you wouldn't ha- change anything about it or whatever. like that still has like can produce weariness even having fun and playing can produce some weariness and need um just some like rest from so um there were just a few ideas that this little meme had um and the first one is to get a full night like a nine hour restorative sleep and Shan, I don't know what, what your sleep is like these days, but my sleep can be hit or miss. Some nights are awesome, and then some nights for who knows whatever hormonal reason, I will wake up at three and won't be able to go back to sleep. So oh, like, it is, it's really hard. So like for me, I can't always say, oh, I'm just going to get nine hours of sleep. But what I can do is say that when my body is sleeping well, and if I do not have a requirement to be up and out the next morning, um, to just man let myself take you know sleep till eight if I can or whatever um so I don't what would that look like for you absolutely the same mine is hit or miss but last night I could you know stayed up later than normal and I slept until eight this morning and I just feel sharper you can't tell um on this podcast but I feel sharper (laughs) normal but um I also I didn't drink my whole cup of coffee that definitely could be part of it um yeah I've kind of done that throughout the holiday but permission to kind of ramp back up into a full schedule by sleeping more Mm. because it is restorative right we know that that is one thing that is restorative so if you do wake up at three not getting up again at six for the day can be pretty darn helpful. So I love that. And as you were um, talking, I have a mantra at my house, which will really get you guys close to me that pooping is the key to happy living. (laughs) um, So I have eaten crap over Mm. the holidays and things are out of whack. So the other thing that I am doing is 
a lot of probiotics mm. until things get back to a regular place because I really do feel better when I'm not having things in me that should be out. So Totally, totally. And that even goes, <clears throat> I think, t- towards just the whole thought of <clears throat> How can you resume, even if it's just in part, maybe um, a healthier way of eating? <clears throat> because we all, <coughs> sorry, excuse me, we all, you know, indulge and we should over the holidays. It's very fun. Like it's the time to do it. But um, without being rigid with yourself, what's something that you can like probiotics or or if it is like taking something out. But like for me, like um like until my kids go back to school, we'll still have some junk around and have, you know, have a little bit more fun stuff. But what I can do is make sure that like I'm drinking my green drink every day. Even if I might put other kind of junky stuff in, something about that green drink is just like, it fuels me in a really good way. So what can, what can we all um, choose to either add or eliminate from our diets that will just get us closer to something of like of a restorative diet? Totally. And same thing for taking more walks or doing your exercise routine or whatever. Um, I love to not have to be back on a daily routine yet Mm -hmm. as we go back to the kids being in school and stuff like that. But um, I just like congratulate myself for anything other than the basics right now. So if I take a walk today, that's above what I could have done, which is sit and watch another stupid show. So totally, totally. Little no. wins, yep. people. Little nope. wins. Well, and honestly, like my husband and son were, were saying the other day, like their bodies are just made up and really mine is too. Um, th- that like they, their day actually, if they, if they, them in particular, if they start their day with exercise, it actually positively impacts the, their whole rest of their day from clarity to, um, just that feeling of, um, like your body's awake and, you know, ready for the day or whatever. Now for me, I don't actually like to exercise in the morning. Um, but I do need to get it in during the day. And it's, it's kind of that just some, somehow self-regulating, I think for me and for them. And so even what if it's just honoring whatever that looks like for you, whether Shandy, it's a, it's a walk or for my guys, it's getting up, um, early in the morning and getting their day started with, with a workout so whatever just kind body practices you can bring in I think um that's just a really good thing and actually now that I think about it I think I read something pre-holiday um that was like a therapist giving advice just on the holidays and she she was saying you know whatever your exercise routine is if it is a like a positive um thing that really like improves your mood keep it not as a like punishment oh I've got to try to work off calories but as a kindness, like if it's good for you, why don't you just keep that? And that's just such a different mindset than, oh my gosh, I had a piece of pecan pie and I need to go, you know, run on the treadmill, you know, for 30 minutes or something. It's just, it's, it's much more kindness instead of, um, like a requirement. Absolutely. That's brilliant. And I would say that for everything, like whatever was working, keep doing that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Massage, whatever it is, too. Like, I just really recognized this year how much work physically um, putting all of the decorations up and lights and all this stuff because we're pulling stuff down, too. And um, Carl pulled his back Mm -hmm. a little bit and had to go get a massage. And I was like, 
that is wonderful. Like I would much rather you pause the tear down and take care of yourself because mm-hmm. our kids are way old enough now to see how hard all of this stuff is. Yeah. Yes. There aren't elves, people. Right. right. It's, it's your mom and dad and we're doing all this stuff. And so sometimes our 45 and 51 year old body has to go get a massage yeah. because that ladder was a little too tall and they shouldn't have done that. So I think it's good modeling actually to take care in the midst of still doing all the stuff. Yeah, that's really good. That's so true too. Um, an idea that this little meme had that I really liked, um, write a letter to your inner child about everything you felt over the holiday. Um, and I naturally practice that not as in writing to my inner child necessarily, but as journaling. And then I even sent an email to you, Shan, like I just needed to, um, just articulate kind of what was going on inside me, the good and the bad. And that felt like care um, for me during the holidays. But I really could see if you hadn't done something like that, that just taking, you know, 15 minutes um, to acknowledge what the holidays had brought up in you um, would be so kind right now. However you wanted to do that, whether it was, you know, journaling or emailing a friend or calling a friend or, or really addressing your inner child. Um, I think that would be a very kind practice. Yeah, and I've kind of been doing that in asking myself, because the kids are in so much transition, like, what um, really worked for me this this time, this mm-hmm. holiday, mm-hmm. and what didn't? Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't want to keep doing the same stupid things over and over. Yeah. Um, and so I spent a lot more time than I needed to on some specific food things. And I'm kind of like, okay, like they really don't care about sugar cookies, but they did care about doing our gingerbread or whatever. Just like, instead of waiting until next November to evaluate, like it's all fresh right now. And I lose stuff, right? Like (laughs) I walk into the other room and forget, but let alone, give me 11 months and I'm not going to remember. And then I go to default and I overwork myself. Yeah. So I want to keep eliminating anything that's not working. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, totally. You know, I was thinking that about our Christmas meal. Um, so we kind of did a repeat of what we had done last year and my husband made prime rib on the smoke on the Traeger or whatever. And it was so good. Um, but I, as we were sitting down eating and like, I mean, we didn't go like crazy cause you know, it was just our family or whatever. Um, so it, it wasn't like a crazy big meal. Um, you know, we had a few sides that were good and stuff, but when I, I always say this because even though we didn't go crazy, it still took a long time to make all that stuff. Like it still took mm-hmm. a good part of the Christmas day to make the stuff. And, and then the day before, you know, I had baked some pies and stuff like that. And so I, I got up, you know, from the table or whatever. And I'm like, and I think I say this every time I cook a big meal, it's like, oh my word, I cannot believe how long it takes to put this together and how quick it is to eat, you know? And my daughter, my daughter just looked at me and she's like, well, then why do we do it? And I was like, that's my thought too, you know? And, and so I don't know that I wanted, I don't know how actually to, um, reimagine that, um, for next year, but I have the, I have the need to reimagine it a little bit, but, but then it's such a, a quandary because how do you still make it 
a special day in some way without creating that that extra work so I'm not saying I have an answer there but I'm just agreeing with you in that like I, I'm, I'm thinking about it like how could we do it different and um, and I don't know but it's worth thinking about it is were there any other um, recovery ideas on there I can't remember yeah, and this this might sound funny, but if you if you function at all like I do, um, it won't. It says um, clean or clear a space just for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there can be a lot of chaos over the holidays in in your spaces, um, whether it's from more gifts, whether it's from all of the Christmas clutter that's you know put up and then taken down. Um, whether it can just be from having a house full of people all the time. Um, so sometimes we don't actually have the ability when there are a lot of other people in and out to make the whole entire home exactly like it would feel good for us because other people live there as well. But is there a space, a place um, that you can create um, that is neat and tidy and soothing just for you? I, I love that idea. I do too. The clutter always gets me every year. I love when I put all of the garland and all, you know, the stuff mm-hmm. out. And then by like a four week mark, I'm like, I feel like there's too much stuff. Yeah. And, um, and it's not just about taking down Christmas, but it's a great time to reorganize some things too um, for me. Yeah. Because I've got new stuff and I can throw some old stuff out and all of that. So. That does make me feel, it's not even a control thing as much as it used to be for me. It's like this, the new year, new start, that kind of feeling feels good. Totally. And one practice I took up a few years ago, once the Amazon thing got so big, you know, I mean, I do like to try to buy local and I do some of that, but there are some things that just come from Amazon. That's the truth. And so there are so many darn boxes, right? That you get in from Amazon. So I really try to make myself fill those boxes up and take them to Habitat for Humanity or Goodwill or wherever. Um, Because there are things either that my kids have grown out of. There are things like I hate having things in my closet that I don't use. I hate you know my family having stuff in their closets that they don't use and so just I mean and I'm you probably can't fill every box up or whatever but just being real like clear do I need these things do I use them if not I'm going to recycle the Amazon box by filling it up and taking it somewhere that's brilliant I'm sure Carl would have really appreciated that before I made him recycle all of those (laughs) Um, but I do um, like to switch everything out same thing with the kids too I mean I'm no Mari Kondo but like I'm like okay if I am finding the one sock for the fourth time we're done with that one sock you know like we need some simplicity people totally totally welcome yeah, and that, that, those were all of the ideas that I had. But, hey, we would love to hear um, just from our listeners just anything that would be important to you um, to have us address for this next year. We have some ideas, um, but we'd love to add to them. So if you want to find us on social media and send those things our way or email, um, any of that is wonderful. We'd love to hear from you. And we really just do... Um, <clears throat> 
just bless you and your new year. And I, I, I read something recently about the word bless because I kind of hate those Christianese um, words. They kind of stress me out a little bit. But like the real meaning behind bless is like that you would um, you kind of come into what is already intended for you. And I liked that a lot. So we just do speak that over everybody and ourselves included. And um, we'll talk to you again soon and send us your ideas. Thanks so much.